Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, well, we're going to keep going. Welcome back, everyone, to R2Cast number 113. I have laughed there as I welcomed you back, and there's a reason for that. We have another one, two, three, four, five, six people in here that I've just told that I do this weird shape shift into a different person as I start the podcast. I then tried to do it without laughing and started laughing. It's all down to Jane Strawhorn. She's the reason that this has went wrong to kick off with. Um, Welcome back. As we've said, uh, the last episode we had was with uh, Josh McDonald, a good friend of mine, someone I was actually co-best man for, which is really fun. Um, but he is also a chef that we spoke about Michelin stars. We spoke about some kind of rosettes, not the ones you get on sheep at the show, but some kind of fancy thing that means you're good at cooking food. The next episode we'll have is with Sophie Bell. So for anyone that does farming on the Instagrams, You've probably seen Sophie talking about grass and confusing you a lot because it certainly goes well over my head. But tonight is quite an interesting episode. It's, it's an episode that sort of opens a pretty large gate. And the reason for that is, is we've got the, well, I guess a fair chunk of the senior leadership team, which I believe is the fancy, fancy name of SEYFC. So for those of you who don't know what that stands for, uh, Scottish Association Young Farmers. Is it clubs? I assume that's what the C is. Yep, that would be embarrassing if I got that wrong. Um, and why it's quite cool is we're going to have a chat with some of the sort of fancy people in charge at national level um, and what that opens up to is I want to set myself a challenge here quite a big one it must be said of having every club uh, in Scotland on the podcast now that will take at least 10 months if I only ever did SAYSC clubs so I think that's going to take some time but it certainly sort of created a, a longevity to the podcast that I didn't know I was going to have so that's the, the sort of long-term plan so if you are listening and you're in a, a young farmers club, which there is six people in here that obviously are, and you want to get your club on, please get in touch. I'd love to sort of hear what different people are doing, sorry, different clubs are doing in different areas. There's always going to be a sort of similar uh, principle mantra there, but just sort of see the different things that's happening, which will be quite interesting. I'm sure probably even for some of the people in this in this call to see what's going on. Um, I have said Laura Neff is first, so I'm the one in charge. Come and fight me if you want. But after that, it's fair game. Um, but we'll, we'll jump on in. We've got, today we've got on the call, we've got Amy, Sky, Grant, Ali, Laura and Jane. So we have our national chair, we have our national vice chair, we have the chair of finance, development and well-being, comms and marketing and technically the vice as well and myself and then also the chair of what's the ones I've left, competitions and events, the ones I've missed out in Grant. So um, we'll go around everyone, we'll sort of hear their stories just as people uh, with young farmers and then we'll sort of get a bit more into the bones of young farmers, what it involves and, and what um, has sort of, with a, well, I say we, there's been somewhat of a reshuffle into how it's been sort of run at this level and, and how that's going. So we'll kick off purely because um, she is first in my gallery and Zoom and that is Amy. Uh, Amy, so we'll start with yourself. Tell us a bit about Amy away from young farmers. Just before we get started with another episode of the R2 Cast, I would like to thank our primary sponsors, Aplan Rural. Aplan Rural are heavily involved on the social media scene in the ag space with 120,000 followers on Instagram. They use this following to host social media takeovers with farmers throughout the country to showcase their stories. They also post to their rural community blog with further stories about these people in the industry. On top of this, they like to support initiatives that are championing the British agricultural industry, such as myself. So thank you to Aplan Rural for that. Hi Wallace. Uh, yes, so away from young farmers, day to day I work for Johnston Carmichael, a chartered accountancy firm. Um, I started at JC back in April, so I'm coming up to my 
two month anniversary, I guess. Um, so I currently am working in the business advisory department within the rural team, which is really exciting. Um, started there recently, as I've said. So for kind of layman terms, that's accounts and tax really for mainly farmers and estates. So that's like my my day to day. Um, previous to that, I worked in audit, um, I've worked in industry, um, so I've got a few different experiences within accounts and um, yeah, that's why I was kind of interested and keen to be involved in the Young Farmers Finance Committee. Um, out with my day-to-day -day working life, um, I'll quite often be helping Andrew, my fiancé, um, on his dairy farm or hiking up some hills when I get a chance as well. Oh, I do love a little cute relationship plug. That always makes me happy. Um, well, uh, I mean, given that, sorry, I'd be, I'd be all shy now. But um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll probably go into, into that a wee bit more, Amy. Um, but from a finance perspective, certainly having worked with you that weekend, there's not really many better people for it, it must be said. Uh, I think that would be fair, and everyone would probably agree on that one. Um, moving on to what is... Well, she's actually just pointed out that she is a record breaker. She's very proud of this. Um, the only person to have been on three R2 casts. I believe we've had 174 guests on the podcast to date. And Jane is the first to have been on three, which I didn't even notice. She made sure to make sure we all knew. Uh, she was on the original R2 cast, People in Farming, as herself, number 63, where she got a few more uh, a few more views than Colin McKinnon, which has been a massive thing. Uh, trust me, I hear about it often. Um, and then at Airshow, we did our special bonus on the spot, A-Plan-sponsored, um, SAYFC podcast and obviously Jane was the most important person on that and now today I'm sure she's here saying she's the most important person again uh, by definition I guess in this case she actually is uh, Jane tell us about yourself away from young farmers <laughs> Boss, who would have thought I would be your favourite person to speak to who would have thought mm. oh, that's not how I see it but you're going to use it anyway of course um, <laughs> so I am this year's uh, SAYFC national chair um, so the last time I think, well, the first time we would have spoke on one of these, Wallace, I was only West Chair, so a lot, of, a lot has changed in that time. Um, out of Young Farmers, I am a child and family law paralegal for a local firm in Kilmarnock, um, which sees me working uh, with solicitors um, and other legal staff, uh, the court uh, service, things like that on a daily basis providing support and legal advice to families and children across Scotland. So, which sounds a lot fancier than it actually is. Um, when I'm not doing Young Farmers and that, I am actually, and my phone's just reminded me, I my only other hobby is learning French. I'm on day 602. So, woohoo, go me. Um, so that's my only other hobby really, when I have time out of Young Farmers and I have very, very little free time so it's nice to do things like learning French. You know what my absolute favourite thing about that whole speech was? When you said the only other hobby I have, <laughs> everyone knew it was French. <laughs> everyone was waiting for it. I could honestly, see that. Literally my personality trait at this point. It's the only thing I've got going for me right now. Well, I'll tell you what, let's put you in the spot. No, let's uh, give us a wee sentence in French. It could even be, hi, I'm Jane. You're not going to know national chair, but. Uh, give us something. That's easy. So, um, salut, je m'appelle Jean. Comment oh, ça va? Um, yes. No, that's it. Toi, that's you. Uh, no. Uh, 
I've made a film myself there. Anyway, you basically know French, so that's pretty cool. Um, so we've got bilingual people in here, and that is why Jane has been on three times. Um, she's she's more than just a more than just the national chair, and I've got a few questions about the jump from west to national in a minute. Um, but next on our list is Sky Watson. Sky, would you like to tell us a little bit about Sky? Hello. Um, yeah, so I am the current Development and Wellbeing Chair with SYFC and absolutely loving every minute of it. But out with SYFC, I have just qualified as a teacher, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, I've just finished my postgraduate year at Strathclyde University. Um, and hopefully after the boards of examiners have met in the next couple of weeks, um, that'll be me fully qualified and heading off into my probation of the year. So I'm really, really chuffed about that. Um, on the side, I teach lots of drama and dance and all that kind of jazz, lots of jazz hands my way. Um, and I do that with a group out in Eastern Bartonshire. We do lots of community projects and other bits and bobs around the, the area. Um, so I'll be working with them a lot over the summer before I start my new school in August. That's super exciting, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. loving it, yeah. Really, really enjoying it. So I can't wait to get stuck in and get my own little class and, and see how it goes. That, having your own that is one thing that I'm always having teaching but that's not a thing you don't have like your own little class I think that's so adorable like you get 20 kids of your own it's so cute well when I say little they are very little I'm only going to have 18 children in my class next year and they are primary four five six seven the full school has a rota of 33 kids so it really is little <laughs> oh my god that's like the same as my primary school and it was on an island oh, teeny oh. tiny I love it love it. I didn't know you taught drama that's fun yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that. That's actually what my HND was in. So that's kind of what I first went and did after I left school. I went and did my HND in musical theatre and then kind of grew arms and legs and ended up doing my degree through the Open University after that. So a bit of a mixed bag. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, we have went for three ladies to kick off with. Um, we're now going to jump over to Grant. Grant, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, uh, hello there. I was just trying to think. I've never been asked to tell anyone a bit about myself. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, I suppose I'm a third-generation uh, farmer at home. We've got a wee bit of everything at home, beef, sheep, dairy, and arable. So we like to call ourselves the jack-of-all-trades, masters of none. Uh, growing up, I uh, studied at Oak Ridge College where I managed to get a HND in drinking and procrastination with a little bit of uh, agriculture on the side. Um away from the kind of farming scene and that, I love to play curling. I'm not very good at it, and I'm also attempting stand-up comedy on the side as well, which is a wee bit weird. I'm not very good at that either, but uh, I enjoy doing it, going through to Edinburgh kind of once or twice a week. I'm kind of like Jim Smith off Wish.com, but uh, no, that's about all I do. I like running. No, I don't like running, but I do running as well, and uh, I'm going to attempt to do the Young Farmer Cycle to Bigger Show as well, so... Aye, that's kind of my life. Well, I, I didn't know the, the stand-up comedy part, but I would say all of us were laughing at everything you were saying, and then you said that, so that's got to be a good sign. Aye, uh, yeah, um, that. Self-deprecative humour, uh, going down well there. Um, plus also repping the back British farming t-shirts, so that's always a win. Yeah. Um, I actually bought that to do the last marathon, but then it didn't turn up in time, so now I've just got a t-shirt for no reason. But I thought I'd wear it on this, uh, took the tag off it tonight and everything. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> first out in, first out in. Where do you where do you do the where do you do the the comedy stuff? Is that at the same place every time, or is it different? No, it kind of changes about. Uh, <laughs> you go through Edinburgh and just try and find what you can find. Well, you find before you go, and then 
hopefully get on a good show and then meet someone else and try and get on a better show and then work your way up to there or go to open mic nights. Really interesting. Really interesting. That's class. Do you know what I would say, actually? Good on you. Like, I mean, I do guest speaking here and there, but I openly say they're not going to find me funny. Uh, but you're going there expected to be funny. I mean, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's cockiness or arrogance. I don't know. It's one of the two. But uh, nah, I quite fair, enjoy it. Fair play. I mean, my favourite review doing guest speaking was you're actually not funny. You just seem to enjoy it yourself. And it was good. <laughs> like, right. Okay. So definitely don't try to take this any further, Wallace. But yours is certainly working better than that. Um, second last is uh, Mr. National Vice Chair, Ali Brunton. Hi, Wallace. Um, yeah, I am Jane's right-hand man for this year. Um, not sure if that's a good thing or not. Um, she'll, she'll keep me right, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I'm a, I suppose I'm also a third-generation farmer. Um, farm in the East Nuka Fife, uh, just outside Anstruther. Uh, we're a, yeah, sheep and arable. Um, and yeah, grandfather was a butcher, um, sold his business and bought a farm in 1957, I think it was. So yeah, following on the footsteps from him and my dad at home. Um, away from that, well, I studied, I went to Strathclyde University in Glasgow and studied, got an HNC in mechanical engineering and then um, a degree in sports engineering. Um, not that I use any of that anymore, <laughs> um, but no, I enjoyed that. It was good. It was good to go and um, do something different, I suppose. Um, do you ever, do you ever see yourself going into that? I could, it's actually surprising how much of it's transferable. You know, the, especially the mechanical side of things. Um, from my first year, the mechanical engineering, there's a lot of it is transferable to to the farm at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I probably I don't really see myself doing doing anything else other than other than farming now. Oh, good, good. Um, yeah, other than that, um, other hobbies. Uh, play a wee bit of rugby when I'm not injured. Um, got a bit of a gammy knee that's been going on for a long time. Um, Preach it, yeah, play. <laughs> with you. Um, yeah, play at a local club in uh, Cooper uh, called Howie Fife. So. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. And how how is it being uh, Jane's right hand man? Uh, torture. I can imagine. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. yeah. No, Colin McKinnon's uh, passed on all all his tips. Apparently, apples and Monster Energy is the way to keep her sweet. So. And was it was it Tang Fastics as well? Was that what it was? I think that was in. The, yeah, I think so. Monster yep. Energy. It's Skittles. Skittles. Sorry. Just to keep the blood sugar at a good level. I think if it if it gets out of balance, then she can be a bit of a handful. Are we trying to pretend for the sake of this recording that she's not a handful anyway? Yeah, I'm trying to be polite. Yeah, okay. yeah we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll keep it going. We'll keep it up for the rest of the keep it up for the rest of the episode. But after <laughs> that, we'll maybe go back to normality again. And last but by absolutely no means least is um the Jane to my alley. Laura, who is the, the chair of Comms and Market. And Laura, tell us a bit about yourself. <clears throat> hey, Wallace. Um, so I am this year's National Comms and Marketing Chair with my fab wife, yourself, um, out with Young Farmers. So I'm pretty similar to Sky. I'm 
primary school teacher down Schnuller, and I'm about three weeks away from finishing my probationary year, which has been the best year ever. I've absolutely loved it. Um, you will love it, Sky. It's so nice having your own wee class. Um, and then I'm starting a new at a new school after the summer um, in Stranar. Um, so going to meet my new class this week, which I'm very excited about. Um, and I'll then be fully qualified, which will be super. Um, back home, living on the family farm. I was in Edinburgh back and forward for about five years studying, but back home at the Mull of Galloway on a beef and arable farm. Um, me, mum, dad and my granny. Um, the most southerly point in Scotland, basically live in the middle of nowhere, but I absolutely love it. Um, and before I did my teaching, I was doing a journalism degree. Um, so that's kind of where my link for this committee role came from and worked with Jane Craigie Marketing and a fab, a fab team there for about a year and a half um, and then got into the teaching. So, yeah, that's me. I have a really random question out of everything you've just <laughs> said there. And this is kind of, I can see Jane and Ali and Sky and everyone putting their head in their hands. But I was speaking to my mum earlier, who also is called Laura random bit of information and uh, I was speaking to yourself and uh, I had said that it was the most southerly point in Scotland and we were trying to guess where what is the name of the place what's the name of the nearest place we might have heard of the Isle of Man oh okay right okay so that's quite tricky I'm more about the name the Isle of Man yeah <laughs> um that's a cool fact I absolutely love when you when you yeah uh, you told me that ages ago it was probably I think I might have known that before I knew your name Laura do you know that uh, yeah. it's quite a, quite a fun little fact um but yeah no <laughs> I, we've got quite a lot of different professions in here and I've probably got a question for both Sky and Laura um what's the what's the crack between your so the stage you're right you're at right now Laura between probation and then you're a teacher is can do you go to the same place you were on probation or do you have to find somewhere else how does that work so you tick a council where you want to go and I ticked in Fusen Gallery and was lucky to get it. And then you get placed in the school there for a year and then you start applying for jobs. So that's the sort of stage I've been at. And then once you've done your probation year, if you pass that, you're fully qualified and then that's you. So it's been a good year though. I like it. So yeah, you're looking forward to your somewhere. Time. Yeah, really looking forward to it. I just I'm, I want to get stuck in now. It's at the point where I'm ready to go. But Laura and I have laughed a lot over the past couple of years because we've kind of moved through young farmers at very similar stages. So Laura's obviously a year ahead in her teaching than me, which is great because she's an excellent person to text if I'm needing a little hand with anything. <laughs> but also we've been district chair at the same uh, district secretary, sorry, at the same time. We were club secretary at the same time, and now we're both national chairs at the same time. So Laura's like the southerly version of me. <laughs> the southerly version brilliant have we got a north version have we got someone right up north that's the exact same or is it just you two that are running perfectly in line with each other <clears throat> take sally i can say it's maybe sally Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> um i think would you know one thing listening to that sort of introduction from everyone and i mean for those of you listening i am i guess involved somewhat as a vice chair at comms and marketing and lecture and i think it's probably important to mention that what was that one two one two three seven of us and five different jobs and the reason I'm saying this and it's probably something going to lead on to for you to, to talk about Jane is Young Farmers isn't just for farmers and uh, yeah I think that's that's the thing that I always was aware of but didn't realise just the diversity in this club so um, we'll maybe get on to that a bit later on but uh, could you tell us Jane about 
about SEYFC and, and in particular at, at a national level? Yeah, would you want to know? All of it. Oh my God, all of it, go for it. Everything oh. that's in Jane Strawhorn's mind. Oh no, we don't have enough. Yeah. I no, I wouldn't put you through that. That's too much. That's yeah, maybe too a, much. maybe a jail sentence for a few of us. That's was um, reserved for my crazy voice notes that I send to people. Um, so sorry if anyone's ever had one of those. Ali Brunton, um, Colin. Sally Mayer said one as well recently. Bless her. Um, I, I actually want to just be part of this uh, crew. I have had them once. Just uh, yeah. Oh wait, oh, you will, you will have. Yes, sorry, you will have. Most of it was about baking for anger. But anyway, you continue. Fair uh, um, ACYFC. What is this? Do you want to just know like what it is? Well, I guess I guess the first thing that would be quite good to talk about is is yeah, what it is. If someone someone might be listening that that hasn't done Young Farmers, there's no idea about it, maybe interested in joining. Okay, so it is the. I'm sure lots of people in here will correct me when I'm wrong because I, although I was going to say I'm often wrong, not the case. Um, <laughs> is the largest um, rural youth organisation in the country. We have thousands of members from as up north as Shetland to it's down as far as well Laura um, <laughs> the most southern that you can get so um, it is this is so cliche it is not just for those who wear wellies anyone can join whether you, uh, you need to be between the ages of 14 and 14 and 30 to join and we offer a variety of events and opportunities that suit I would say probably everyone I think I personally think there is something for absolutely everyone, whether your interests are in agriculture um, or your interests are more rural based, there's something to cater that. Uh, but if you're maybe looking for something a bit different, then we've got sports things, we've got travel opportunities, training courses, things like that. So, yep, it is very, very diverse. And there is, like I've just said, something for everyone. So, yeah. And I would, I would say, I would ask you this question, but I'm actually probably going to ask it to a few folk, Jane, um, is who here has, has been in Young Farmers a, a long time, who's not been in Young Farmers a long time? Can you just go through this out to everyone? When did you start with Young Farmers? At what age? And maybe give us a bit about, I see Amy's just unmuted, I'll just, just because I saw that, I'll ask Amy, um, and I'll go through everyone, but how, how what age did you start at? And, and sort of, I guess, what have you got? It sounds like a cliche question, but and, and we know the answer to this, all of us, but everyone listening doesn't. What have you got and what opportunities have you had from, from being in Young Farmers over the time? Yeah, so I joined Young Farmers at the age of 18. So a lot of my friends and people I've met through Young Farmers were straight in there at 14. But I was actually, as a 14, 15 year old, really quite shy and a bit like, oh, what is this? Um, I didn't have any family that had ever went to Young Farmers. Um, but anyway, I went along with my friends at 18 and yeah, kind of got stuck in really. I managed to get on the committee that year as their treasurer for Tariff Young Farmers, so up in um, Aberdeenshire. Um, so that's kind of how I, I got started. In terms of what I've got out, I think one of the main things is a real increase in confidence, probably. Um, as I said, I was quite a shy, quiet uh yeah 14 year old teenager um and I think going along trying so many different things like James just said there really is some for everybody and I think 
just getting stuck in and socialising with lots of different people. Um, it really does, yeah, make people a lot more confident and raise self-esteem. Um, one of the things that I think I would encourage everyone to do is speech making. Uh, that was something that I really had to make myself do. Um, I hated public speaking at school. I would avoid it like the plague. I would, if I had to do a talk for school, I would make sure and go in at lunchtime so I didn't have to do it in front of a class. <laughs> um, I really did hate public speaking. So I made myself do speech making and um, yeah, I'm definitely no expert now, but I find it a lot more enjoyable. And yeah, that's something I've really got out because I think um, in terms of like speaking in public, like you might think, say as an accountant, I really don't think I'd be doing lots of public speaking. <clears throat> um, but in my last job, I was doing presentations. Um, here I am on a podcast, which I really didn't think I would ever be on a podcast. Um, so yeah, there's lots of different things, but I think, yeah, definitely it does increase your confidence or it did certainly for me anyway. Yes, the speech making is an interesting one. And, and most people say, you know, do speech making on the basis of it. It gives you more confidence, whatever. Like like you've just said, Amy, I was almost on the other side that I'm, I would say my most confident place is in front of more people than less. I feel quite nervous in front of a few people, but in front of 200, it's just easy because they, they're not a thing anymore. And that's how I see it in my head. But see, doing speech making, I was awful at it because I've created a career, I guess, off of trying to move about in an entertaining and engaging manner. But you had to be, I could not do the sort of standing still and be listened to while not being animate and whatever I really struggled with that and I learned so much from that as well um I actually think there's probably quite a lot of merit in going around everyone and just seeing the different things that folk have taken from young farmers so Grant you seem to have reshuffled in my gallery screen so tell us about yourself and young farmers uh yeah probably very similar to Amy the confidence and everything it's given you is unbelievable like I remember like when I was 14 really shy I didn't know what young farmers was really I just got a random text from a random number one night saying I'll pick you up later and uh, we, we figured out it was a Tuesday so it must have been young farmers night and uh, this Ford clapped out Ford Mundale with blacked out windows turned up and dad was quite happy for me to get in the car and go with the guy and it turned out it was a young farmers event so that was fine Um Anyway, and that was kind of how I got started. And then it was probably two or three years till I really kind of started to get what it was all about, young farmers, and going out and meeting new people. And the connections you get through it are amazing. And like Jane said, the variety of uh, competitions and things you can do, like there's really something for everyone. I mean, I've tried most of the competitions. I've been rubbish at 90% of them, but I've really enjoyed them, including speech making as well. Wallace, I'm kind of similar to you. I, I struggled with that, but um, it was always something I wished I was better at. Um, so no I definitely the confidence and the friendship you gain out of it and probably learning like what to be on committees and stuff even that like um, I've kind of had many roles on a few committees and uh, just learning to take a bit of leadership going forward I feels helped me definitely I would just like to quickly interrupt the show for a minute to give you some extra information on our primary sponsors Aplan Rural Aplan offer bespoke cover for farms and estates the UK over and we'll give you tailored insurance for anything on the farm from your old workhorse tractor that's been around 20 years or a fancy new and exciting diversification. That is, is not where I thought the start of that story was going, I must say. Uh, and, and moving on from teenagers being picked up by randomers, Sky, development and well-being, very important <laughs> part of, 
of young farmers. Uh, I've stepped in times back then. <laughs> I've moved on ever so slightly since then. I promise there is a consent form for that now. <laughs> <laughs> Always got the perfect hat on. Love to see it. Away, away from uh, development and wellbeing for a minute, Sky, we will get into that eventually. But uh, yeah, just, just yourself and young farmers, what have you taken from it so far? Well, I was about 16 before I joined. I was a little bit older. I'm not from a farming background at all. Um, my grandpa worked on a farm, so he was kind of a, a um, farm helper out at somewhere close by to us, but that was the only real link to agriculture my family had at all. My dad was a chef, my mum's a mental health nurse. Um, none of my family went to Young Farmers. So it really was a case of all my friends coming to school and saying, oh, I've been at this, we've been playing these sports, or we've been to dances or whatever. And I started to get a bit of the green-eyed monster, and I was like, I want to give that a go. So... I said to my friend Lindsay, like, tell me when something's happening, I'd love to come along. Um, and I went and just kind of started getting stuck in. And for me, the one thing I always went and watched before I was part of Young Farmers was the concert. Um, I would love to go and watch the concert with my dad. He loves his, like, traditional music. And if you've ever been to a bigger concert, it's not a bigger concert without an accordion section. So dad would always go for that part. Um, and I started just being like, oh, well, it's the most, you know, unmatched thing. You would never really put farmers and singing and dancing in the same bracket. But once you you come along to these things, you just realise how infectious and how how serious they take it as well. And I thought, right, okay, I could I could join that part. So I got stuck in and I went along to some concert practices um, and then the talent spot and things like that. And slowly but surely, my singing and dancing got put to good use um, from being up on the stage, which was really, really good. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of a few years later joined the committee um, and started deciding, like I decided I really liked that being involved and in the organising and the planning side of things. I think that was maybe the teacher coming out in me. Um, so I spent lots of time on kind of Biggers Committee before I took on the secretary role there. And as far as getting my role as um, Development and Wellbeing Chair just now, it kind of came about because I was just asking too many questions, really. Um, yeah. We had a previous staff member, Sheena, who is from Lanarkshire District, same as me. Um, and I'd been pestering and pestering about consent forms and safeguarding. When I was taking on secretary, I was really concerned about um, the kind of safeguarding risks of our younger members, because obviously we've got that captive age of 14 to like under 18. So I'd kind of been pestering them and asking, what should I be doing? And I don't want to get things wrong. And I worked in a school at the time, so I knew kind of the, the forms and things that were required. And from there, she basically told me, would you just get a grip and join the Development and Wellbeing Committee? You need to get, you need to get along to this meeting because you know what you want and you know how to get it. So, yeah, I kind of blabbed my way onto the committee and then here we are. Isn't that the position we're all in? Is it? <laughs> we're all guilty of that. Um, and for those of you listening, there's very few people, I would say, well, I'd say everyone in here is able to comment on this, but there's very few people um, able to comment on just how much you can do as a member Certainly this year, it's Sky Watson, because she is currently our Member of the Year. Could you tell us a bit about what that involves, Sky? Yeah. Um, again, as a non-farming kind of outsider, never in a million years did I think that was a role that I was going to take right after Ali. Uh, Ali was the Member of the Year the year before me. Um, so it started, you kind of went to your first level of interview, nice dress, that kind of jazz. Um, and it was in this tiny little dressing room cupboard is the best way to describe where my first member of the year interview was because speech making, funnily enough, was also going on at the same time. So they kind of linked it in. Um, and we were in this box cupboard with the three judges, one of which was a, a past national chair. Um, and they kind of fired a lot of questions at me. And I just was like, well, if I, if I answer them well, great. If I don't, I don't. And only one person from each district got to go through to the national final. So I thought there was amazing people at that Lanarkshire elimination. So I just kind of went in 
and there I go again, blagged my way, chatted my way through it. Um, lots of the questions were about your involvement, things that you do. Um, so I was fortunate enough that I could speak a lot about development and wellbeing. Um, I'm our current Lanarkshire District Secretary just now as well, so I could speak a lot about that, um, which was really exciting. And then, yeah, I won, which was a great surprise. Went through to the national final, which was on National Weekend Away at Carlisle. Did the same again, chatted my way through it, spoke about all the things I'm really passionate about in Young Farmers, and then was absolutely blown away um, when I found out that night that I had won. I was really, really chuffed and didn't really see it coming because if you'd asked 14-year-old me if I'd be anything to do with Young Farmers, I'd have said, what's that? Let alone being uh, able to represent the organisation as their national winner of the year. No, well, I mean, obviously very well deserved. Obviously, it was quite... I watched the Facebook Live because I think at that point I was like, oh, suddenly I'm on Young Farmers Committees and I've barely been here a year. I should probably try and learn what goes on. And uh, no, it was really cool to watch, really cool to watch. Um, Laura, could you give us your sort of account of what, what you've done in Young Farmers and what it's offered you? Yeah, so I was one of the members that sort of grew up with Young Farmers and my family. So Mum and Dad met at Young Farmers Dance, Granny and Grandpa met at Young Farmers Dance, Auntie and Uncle met at Young Farmers Dance. So my whole family have been involved in Young Farmers. My dad was treasurer um, for the same club as me. Um, so I'm Stranar and Renz. And basically as soon as I got my new members later through when I was 14, I was straight along. And that was me really. Um, coming into my 11th year now, I've been in, in Stranar and Renz. And when I was 16, joined the committee. And I've been on the committee since and then started taking on office bearer roles um like secretary assistant treasurer and then started moving into dng um quite similar to sky i just loved the planning and the organization side of things constantly having like a little young farmers to do list every week of different things happening um and i think a big thing for me was seeing what you can get out of it for your careers so like my journalism probably stemmed from I took on press convener for my club and I hadn't really done anything like that ever before and I just thought I'll give it a go and it turned out I really enjoyed that and that's what made me consider journalism and then again applying for my teaching things like your speech making and that was absolutely brilliant so I'm quite passionate about going into primary and secondary schools down here to speak about that um, and trying to take speech making demos and things into schools so that we can see what it's about and everybody's desperate to join like I was sort of waiting for you to become 14 I was absolutely desperate to get started um but yeah that's sort of how I got into it and I think it's the friendships as well it's going in an exchange I've been in quite a few over to Ireland and it's the people you meet and then you'll meet them at the Highland show and you'll meet them at local shows and then you'll meet them again um throughout the year I think that's a big thing for me it's it's who you meet um yeah it's the experiences that you get out of it as well the the social friendship side or um your whole family tree side laura uh, is <laughs> is so nice like i mean i moved here what two years ago and i've never been someone that struggles to meet people but when you're coming to a new place you're like, you don't know how to move in whatever like i came to a couple of events and suddenly i had six or seven good friends that i still have to this day and that's at 25 26 being the younger members in the club as well like I wish I had that at that age and I I hold my hand up pretty openly and I've said a few things I was never anti-young farmers but I was like 
I just don't get it. I don't get the deal. When I was that age, I was at uni, and I guess you could say my uni was young farmers, and that was fine. But I, I don't think I regret it. I just maybe should have tried it before, and I would encourage anyone sort of at we've got 14, 16, 18, 25, whatever in here uh, for the time of joining to get involved. The last two uh, uh, people to ask about their sort of time in Young Farmers is is um, the two main, the two head teachings in here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, whichever one of you would like to speak first to let's see how they work together. Yeah, eternal silence now. We'll never hear anyone talk. Ali can go first. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm <in> shock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I suppose I was pretty similar to Laura. Um, both my grandparents were members of East Fife. Mum and dad were both members of East Fife. Both my uncles were members of East Fife. Um, yeah. Um, I kind of didn't really have much of a choice. Uh, both my older sisters joined the club and then dragged me along once I turned 14, 15, basically. Um, yeah, didn't get a huge amount of choice in that, but uh, I wouldn't really, to be honest, I wouldn't have it any other way because it's, um, yeah, I think I've been a member of East Fife for over 10 years now, um, which is terrifying to think about. Um, but yeah, it's probably been one of, yeah, I mean, what I've gained in those 10 years is, yeah, it's massive. Um, from I suppose at a young age, similar to Amy, getting dragged along to speech-making practices because my dad was a speech-making coach. Um, never something I really wanted to do, but, yeah, kind of just got forced into it. Um, but if I didn't do it then, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. So definitely glad I did it. Um, I wouldn't have had the ability to stand up in front of a... or stand up and sort of lead a meeting or stand up in front of a group of people and you know um no it's definitely it's a it's a skill that you'll carry right through life um, and i'm glad i did it um other aspects of young farmers i've gained from i mean i've always been pretty sporty so that was one of the one that was one of the things i did enjoy um, when i was younger was getting involved in the sport um getting you know going on hockey practices and um, or going to hockey competitions and taking out a few ankles at the same time. Um, <laughs> that kind of thing, yeah. Um, and then one aspect of young farmers that I've kind of, as well, I've, yeah, I've been pretty massively involved in was the Agri Affairs. So when I finished uni, or in my last year of uni, um, I kind of decided that I was coming home to the farm and realizing that I hadn't studied agriculture there was a lot I had to learn so I kind of got stuck in with the agri affairs and then I was speaking to our, our current um the Fife and Canoss district right on the committee at the time which was Ian Collins and he said oh he was actually looking to come off the committee um and basically that was it I was on the committee as the Fife and Canoss rep and then I've kind of always been I've kind of always thought that if if there's something that you want to learn or something you want to do, just go ahead and make it kind of happen. So one thing I knew absolutely nothing about um, was 
how to look at a set of accounts or in terms of the farm business was how to understand the accounts or the finances behind it. So that was one thing I pushed when I was East Agri Chair was spoke to uh, my accountant from Johnson Carmichael and set up a sort of a, a three session accounts training with with them, um, which was actually quite well attended and has since gone out um, across the whole, well, across the three regions. Um, and I gained loads from that um, and it's helped me on the farm at home, having more of a say um, in, the deci- in the decision making on the farm, which was good. Um, and then, yeah, lucky enough to then jump up to National Agri Affairs Chair and at the same time did uh, was East Fife Chair in the same year, um, which was quite a busy year. Um, and it was a year we came out of COVID as well, so there was quite a lot going on. Um, yeah, I think Dad got a wee bit frustrated at times because it kind of took me away from the farm at times. Um, <laughs> but like he was, he's, Mum and Dad are pretty good because they're both past members um, and they know how much you gain from young farmers. They were pretty pretty happy for me to go for that. And same, same this year, going on as National Vice Chair. Um, they've been pretty supportive, which is good. Um, I'm quite lucky that way. Um, I was just going to say the point there about like um, getting the accountant and to have a chat with that. It's like there's quite a lot of autonomy for us, and I don't mean us as people at national level. I mean us as members yep. to be like, well, this is cool, and or this is this is something like you said that I really need more on. And chances are there's going to be other folk in that position. Let's try and arrange that. Um, just seen quite a lot of which is which is good. And you said yep. about learning to speak and learning to speak in front of folk. One thing, I've never been so impressed at someone as when yourself and Jane were were doing that little video up at the showground last month. And uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, or for those of you who listening, if you haven't seen it, it's on Instagram. Like Jane said, we're coming to Highland Show, threw the phone up, and then Ali had to throw the phone up and I was going to try and put it together um, in my absolutely rubbish video editing fashion. But Ali had this extremely difficult speech to say where it was like dates and numbers and when things were happening whatever and he got it the first time but he did try about 55 times to catch the phone <laughs> no you, you're you're saying as if you didn't but jane you'll back me up the first time he caught it he got it perfect but uh catching the phone was the biggest challenge so um yeah like that in itself speaking speaking to a camera and i'm saying this is someone that does it all the time like I know I can do it because I've done it forever, but the first time or the first few times is a really, really daunting thing. And especially with Jane and I, obviously Jane being judgmental right next to you, it was pretty impressive. Um, Jane, last but no means least, obviously, again, tell us what, what you've sort of got from Young Farmers. And actually, I'm, I'm almost going to ask you to tell one story that you might be planning on anyway, but you, you sort of use the, the <laughs> you don't need to be scared, Jane, it's you, you run the joint. Um, the, the sort of comparison between yourself and Ailey. And the fact that you both got major things oh. out of it, but completely different. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know where to start. So I um, joined Crossroads Young Farmers when I was, um, and I'm just like you and Ali, Crossroads. I partly in Kilmarnock, they don't have the ability to talk about junctions correctly without saying it quickly. Uh, Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, you don't say about. Crossroads Young Farmers. 
uh, when I was 14, so I will have been a member for 14 years now. Um, and I think I'm kind of in the same vein in the sense that it was pretty much don't bother getting too much into any other hobbies because when you hit 14, <clears throat> you're going to go to Young Farmers and that's going to be your full life until you're 30. My parents were both members of um, the same club that I'm in. My grandparents were in um, a club that doesn't actually exist anymore. So it's, it's always been... Every, like, when I was growing up, I would go to the rally, um, the Ayrshire Rally, which has happened for years now. I would go to concerts. Like There was no other path, although I'm very grateful for it because I can't see myself ever doing anything else now. Um, although I will need to start think thinking of something because it's getting closer to that kind of oh, time. Um, maybe just relax for a couple of years because I'm so highly strung with it all the time. I'm almost now. certain you won't do that. <laughs> well, I know. Me, me too. But maybe <laughs> I see it enough times. I'll maybe, I'll maybe think about it at least. But yeah, I think in Young Farmers, there's not really been much I haven't done. I'm a very competitive person, so the competition element is just chef's kiss for me. I love being able to compete in things. Um, and also... I always, whenever I'm organising anything, I never feel fully confident in organising an event unless I'm taking part in it. Um, so I've always tried to do uh, things maybe out of my comfort zone, like cattle dressings and things like that, which maybe aren't necessarily, don't get me wrong, like I, I've come from a dairy farm, like so it's not completely alien to me, but if my dad, I remember the first time going to see my dad was doing cattle dressing and he was like, laughed his way he was like, Lorraine, listen to this. It was <laughs> the most ridiculous thing you'd ever heard. So yeah, um, obviously it's me and my, I've got a younger sister, Ailey. And like you were saying, I've always, my favourite comparison is like, and again, it's a good one for young farmers, is that you can give like every part of your soul and your being to it and do what I do and become like your club secretary, chairman, um, district, regional, and then obviously I'm national church now. Or you can do like what Ailey does, which is sometimes do concert, travel all the time with young farmers, things like that. Like there's so many different, which is why I like it, I think as well, because you make it suit you and what you want. Like you don't have to be at several million meetings every single night of the week. You can have like a nice balance of doing things you really enjoy and making sure that you get out of young farmers exactly what you want like don't scurry yourself with it because you'll ruin it you'll ruin it for yourself so yeah I call Ailey a social member um because of that which is not a bad thing um but she's definitely like a I'm going to India for a month this year whereas I'm like I'm taking a week's holiday to go to the Highland Show and work so <laughs> <laughs> like they're so so different so yeah uh -huh. that's me it's a do you know, the competitive side is an yeah. interesting one because I don't have that at all. I just don't have it. Um, and like Elspeth Purdy and Ed Martin were like trying to battle it out of me for talents, but it was probably good I ended up breaking my shoulder. But um, yeah, I just don't have it. But still, there's so many things that I can enjoy. Like a concert, yeah. taking the utter piss out yourself. Like, you know, there's so much to do. Yeah. I just love, love competing it. in things. I just love yeah. it competition which is so you, 
But you've won loads of things as well, like quite at national level, at every level, really. So it makes sense. Don't say that. That makes sense. Tell us your, tell us your, for those watching on YouTube that can't see Ali at the minute, he's doing the chewing the fat thing. Um, Jane, uh, tell us everything you've won at national level. I've won quiz and then I've won handicrafts three times at national level and I've won a special prize at national for my handicrafts. Special or what was that for? No, it's, so each item, yeah, the highest marked item gets a purple certificate. So I've got all the colours for handicrafts at national. That's pretty cool in fairness. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I just like I like healthy competition. I like the team element of it. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I just like competition. So I just want to quickly apologize because I realise I I've just realised I said because you were special. I meant in a nice way. I just that did not sound good. <laughs> who, else, who else has won things at national level? Go on. Shout out everything you've won at national level, everyone. This is cute Ali Brunton telling us he's won national member of the year. Here we go. Well, we've got someone else that can say that. <laughs> and me. So we've got two national members of the year in here. Anyone else won at national level? Carla. Curlin, sorry, oh, sorry what, was your, what was your intro grant? Uh, oh, I curl, but I'm not very good at it. Or, uh, neither is anyone else in Young Farmers, so that helps. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> just called it. I would like to say I'm a Cornets Club curling champion. Thank you very much, Grant. Um, I probably I should know. say I was just two professionals, and I didn't know what I was doing, but I still won. Um, anyone, did someone say something else? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. I didn't know there was dodgeball. What once, once and only competition. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What can I argue with you on that? They never had it again because Ali won. (laughs) (laughs) Must have lost the trophy. Just to confirm, Jane, you're not going to argue on it on what grounds. Wait a minute. What did you just say about a lost trophy, Ali? (laughs) I was joking. Oh God. Oh God. Here we go. God, she'll be up the door soon. <laughs> I know that's it. <laughs> Write that down in the, the National <laughs> <Affairs> report. Um, <laughs> so I think the point of that was I didn't actually really intend on doing what we just did there, but for, for those listening, it's quite cool to see just what different people from completely different occupations and a lot of you started well before your occupations when you were still in school, what you can get from it. Um, but I guess that the the real point of this podcast became sort of talking about, am I saying this right, Jane? It sort of had a restructure, SEYFC. Is that the right way of putting it? Yes, that is correct, Wallace. Is that right? Or have I said that wrong? Uh-huh. I just, please don't ask me. Because I'm getting, I always get the jargon wrong for this. So we used to be... Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Ali would like to take over then. <laughs> Wallace? Yeah, this, this would be a good test to see if he's been listening because he's just joined this because he had a gap year. He came off as agri chair and then he's had a gap year. So yeah, Ali, take it away. Tell us what happened after your gap year. It was only five months, but <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so well, basically we used to have a, a national council, um, which sat kind of above the regional regional committees um 
we never used to have development and well-being competition events finance it was all just discussed as one big national council um which to be fair it did work but we were needing to we were needing to change something um, and kind of streamline the committees a wee bit um and have a bit more of a focus on each one and and people that were genuinely interested in each aspect of it on that committee as opposed to someone who is interested in competitions being on national council and having to sit and listen to finance or development and well-being which they, they weren't interested in um not that finance and development and well-being aren't interesting i've sat on both committees and are both very interesting <laughs> well said um, well said. but yeah we, we basically just had one national council that discussed everything and there was people who had aspects that they were interested in but a lot of it they weren't so yeah now we've got we've we've well initially we split it up into each committee and then we've now sort of done a second stage restructure this year um so we've now got the senior leadership team which is the, well the chairs um of each of these committees and um and the vices so we've now got yeah, finance committee, international travel, development and well-being, comms and marketing, competitions and events, agri and rural affairs. And I think that's it. Plus the three regions. Oh, I one. I thought you got them all there. I did, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 you did, yeah, yeah. Um, plus we've still got, so the sort of regional and district setup hasn't changed. Um, we've still got east, west and north and the districts and club level. So grassroots members probably won't see a huge change in how they're, you know, how Young Farmers is for them. But the change at national will filter down and make it easier or or, or make the experience better for grassroots members. Um, and, and it allows the continuity of SEYFC over a longer term period. Um, so that's the way I would see it. Just just to pick up on one thing there, and correct me if I might have picked you up wrong, Alec, was as is, um, as it is now, like you're you're calling Gillian and it's Sally, I never met North and Sally, yeah. are are they they're on that level before that wasn't the case? Is that right? Were they were they beneath the national or were they still involved? No, in no, Reg, regional was still part of National Council. Part. Um that was basically what National Council was was you had, well, Agri Affairs was always there. We always had an Agri Rural Affairs Committee. Um, but your National Council was reps that were put forward from the three regions. So we didn't have any of the subcommittees that we have now. So it was just the people that turned up to regional committee meetings were basically put forward to National Council. And they might have had no interest in certain aspects of it, but they were fairly committed members at a regional level and had a good idea of how Young Farmers was run. So they were pushed to national. And that was basically what National Council was. Um, whereas now, yeah, it's a bit more specific and people that are interested or have an interest in certain areas um, have a focus on that area now, which is good. Sky, we can't he hear you, but you're, you're not on mute. Hello? There we go. There we go. Yeah. 
<laughs> sorry I'm just chiming in um I was just thinking like with the older structure you kind of had to do that work in your way up you had to go through your district and through yep. your region to get to ever being on national council and it took you like that kind of step by step to get there and I don't think I'd ever got there however I was able to show my passion and my interest for safeguarding for well-being for the training elements within young farmers and that kind of shot me straight from club secretary up to be able to do something that I was really passionate about at national level so I think the restructures really helped us to have um, like more a wider kind of input um, and for grassroots members to be able to say, well, actually, I have a real interest in finance and I've got a skill set in finance and they can then go direct to that to really benefit the organisation. And I think we'll all agree it really has made a huge difference. Likes of yourself yeah. as well as coming quite fresh in to your club. But we've been able to like harvest your skills. Um, and I think the restructures definitely that's been the be the biggest benefit of it so far anyway. Well, you, you took my next joke away. I was going to say there is a downside. Then you've got people like me that have been here for like three and a half weeks on that. <laughs> Not at all. Wallace, the only thing I would chime in in that is that, and it's off the back of what Sky said, she's a thought that I've had, is that traditionally, if you wanted to be national vice chair, national chair, you would have normally have been a regional chair. So you would normally have had to, not had to have been, but you would normally have been West, East or North chair. Whereas now it's just opening the pool up because just because now, obviously I was West chair last year, but that doesn't mean necessarily that I'm better placed than someone else to do this role. And for example, Ali hasn't been East chair. He's been the Agri, uh, National Agri Real Affairs chair. Mm -hmm but it just means it opens the pool up because there's going to be plenty of people that would be perfect for these kind of roles we just don't know about yet. So it just, yeah, opens the pool up, broadens opportunities for everyone. I think, I think that's good. Like, I mean, you know, it's probably fair to say someone like yourself who has been West Chair or has been East Chair, has been North Chair or whatever, they're going to have a, a bit up in that regard, but there might be something else that some, somebody else might have been and chairing meetings or doing whatever in, in their job or whatever like it's I think it's I think that the old system maybe maybe protected from protect is maybe not the word but it almost channeled so there couldn't be any issues but what the new system means is yes there's maybe a chance of that but you've got such a chance to bring in so much more sort of expertise and whatnot which I think is exciting for SEYFC in itself. Absolutely. I mean, and we've changed the process of how you get on um, committees. So in order to get on as a committee member, you have to submit, uh, like you, everyone here probably has had to have done it. Um, you yeah. have to submit a, a form as to why you should be on it. And then that's voted on by, because obviously it's, our organisation is member-led. So the, like who's going on these committees is up to the members. So it's just really about getting the right people. And I do think by doing it this way, we have got the best possible people on these committees because as Ali and Sky have said, you have to be interested to go through. Not everyone's going to fill out a form just for the sake of maybe getting on a committee that they're not interested in. Like if you're interested in it, you're going to go to the effort to like fill out the form, put yourself forward. Some of them had to speak at their AGMs and stuff to say why on top of the form, why else should they be put forward? So it is really about getting the best people. And the thing is, we've got so many members with so many skills, careers, um, people at university, college, apprenticeships, things like that, that 
are going to bring so much to the table and it's just the opening opening doors for them and being like we have this committee that's specifically for development and well-being you'd be perfect for that like just making sure we've got we're giving the opportunities to the members because that's the most important thing at the end of the day that's that's really a critical point that i mean in here we obviously have the future national vice the national future national chair but we also met someone in here that's the future national vice chair and there's some fantastic people in here as as you guys will probably know better than me but even i know in the last few months and and it's nice that that's not just an impossibility because of the way the rungs have been climbed um i've got one last question for you jane before we sort of go into just having each person say what their committee does um what was the jump from from regional yep always mix up district and regional from regional chair to national chair like was, is, it a, is it a different job or is it actually quite similar? I think it's quite different. It's good. It's just very different. I probably would have gotten on better if I hadn't stacked West Chair and National Vice because I felt like I was kind of split in the middle a wee bit. That being said, it's not impossible. Um hindsight is a wonderful thing hindsight I probably would have waited um Penny would love to hear that um (laughs) yeah it's really good national is just so big like and you always think like Scotland's like a really small country but really to get to like where I am and I'm quite handy where I am in the motorway I'm 20 minutes below Glasgow like I'm really not I'm not in the middle of nowhere, um, but it's still hard. Like I need to, and I love being able to, I love planning things anyway, so it's not that bad, but it's very much a case of being on top of my diary. To be fair, I have kind of put a lot of things in the back burner this month because it's Highland Show, and I feel like my focus should be on Highland Show because it is one of, if not the biggest events for national, um, just for young farmers in general this year. Um it's a balancing act, like having to pick and choose what I go to, being realistic with my time. Sometimes I get, I sort of scream because I'm like, I don't think people realise sometimes, like you cannot tell me half an hour before a meeting that you've got a meeting tonight. You can't do that because I can't, like I had someone recently sat in the middle of a district meeting messaging me like at like eight o'clock at night, can I have your report? And I'm like, you tell me it's on and I'll try if you tell me I'll go to things I'd love to go to things but I just need to be told a bit more in advance um so yeah it is it's amazing it's been amazing so far but I think I say that ask me again in like six months because right now has just been Highland Show and I've been letting like West East and North kind of crack on with things and just do what they need to do before the show and then after that I feel like I'm just gonna have this big weight off my shoulders and be like right where am I going I can't wait like yeah. invite me to all your events and things and I'll be there and do what I need me to do but no it is it is a big jump but it's also that kind of for so long I have been so blinkered with crossroad crossroads just doing that right thanks Ayrshire and West but now I've got like it's just like blinkers are off and it's just like the full picture which is really good, like it's fab. Um, and also I did a bit of that last year being national base, but it's good. It's just very different to anything I've ever done before, but it's fab. 
So. It's an it's an amazing skill though. I mean, to be honest, probably the level all of us are at is an amazing skill for the CV, you know. And it's it's if you're considering young farmers as more than just young farmers, like um out with that, it's it's yeah, amazing for that. And and I mean that at being solely a member at club level as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so, people, like, there's so many things you can put in your CV and they don't actually do it, and then they sit down and think about it and they're like, oh actually. Like being a member, like the amount of stuff you do, and it's not. You always think when your things your CV needs to be like volunteering, like charity work, which is great, fine. But there's so this many things in young farmers. I guess there's so many things in young farmers that you do, and you don't think of that, like apply to, um, like college applications, uni applications, writing your CV, things like that. And it's just encouraging <clears> them to be confident enough to be like, actually, that is a really important thing you've done. Put that in your CV. Yeah, uni applications is an interesting one. I mean, the thing that's blown me away, having joined as a lecturer and not having seen the bit before that really, is how amazingly professional some of the 15-year-olds are. Yeah. I'm like, this is insane. Like, you know, yeah, I was still learning to walk at that stage, you know. It's, it's, it's mental to see the stage these guys, some of you might say I'm still at that stage. But, um. It's, it's brilliant in that sense but I mean the, the reason the reason to sort of do this podcast was to sort of talk about each each site each committee and what's involved and we are already 64 minutes in so we better get to that um it does fly by when you're having fun uh I'm going to be very uh what's the word um selfish I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to Laura first for for the committee that I'm actually involved in just so I can throw that in there that I'm actually important as well um, <laughs> but Laura could you tell us a bit about comms and marketing and what what the what the role of that team is yeah so comms and marketing is basically we are there to promote um SLIC and our members and our clubs and to help them gain confidence and the skills to be able to promote what they're doing um so you'll know um, being my advice followers that we've just rolled out social media training um, so we are sort of there to support our members and give them um, things that can help them so we're showing them like apps for video editing and um, how to sort of promote themselves like professionally as well because we do want to gain new members as much as possible so how to like promote SYFC in a positive light um, we're looking to produce press packs as well so it's like the social media side of it but also the press side of it as well so trying to help oh I thought I was off there trying to help members contact the press and be able to actually promote what they've done and um, so that's probably with my journalism side my sort of I'm quite keen to do this year because it can be really daunting a uh, thinking how do I even start with that um, but trying to get clubs to contact at their little small papers and then building themselves up um, so that they can do that and yeah basically also trying to promote like our national committee members this year and that whole new sort of restructure um, but just helping clubs and members know how to showcase what we're doing because at the end of the day that's how we're going to gain new members in and we're going to promote all the fab things that everyone's doing but I'm um, loving being chair of it so far this year. Really looking forward to the Highland Show. We're in the middle of getting our um, rosa sorted for members that are coming to film and things, which is really exciting. And like again, we've got members that aren't on national committees coming to help do that. So I think it's going to be really nice getting a big group of people from all over together. Um, everyone's getting a chance to get involved, which is good. Um, 
and yeah, working on yourself for all this, so it's called good. <laughs> Everything's got a downside. Um, the, <laughs> it's yeah, and it's been really interesting. I mean, you, you're your sort of side of things is is journalism and 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 press based, you know, sort of newspaper that side of things as well as as well as as well as sort of social media. It's been quite cool to combine yeah. the two of you and I, and then now, um, sort of this week we'll be able to have like an in person chat with a few of the team to sort of he- hear what what they can bring to it as well I, I always think it's better in person but it's just so cool to share the sort of best practice over the clubs and regions and stuff and see how different folk are doing it um which i'm which i know will be the same as everyone else that we're just about to ask so purely because you just for some reason disappeared and popped back for a wee second there grant um do you want to tell us about the the competitions and events side of things um I it's basically does what it says in the ten competitions and events. We're kind of in charge of all the competitions and events that are run throughout Young Farmers. So it's just trying to make sure that they're fresh and they're what the members want, taking on board feedback and stuff about rules that can be changed or need to be changed or for going with the times and stuff like that. Um, I found it really interesting anyway. Like I said, I did loads of competitions when I was younger and now just kind of able to put your own spin on it. Um, and give back a wee bit um, the knowledge you've gained uh, also get to be the, the five star awards deciding the, the the awards that are given out of that and stuff which will be it's quite interesting trying to revamp them a wee bit this year to be more in line with what's happening in the world and that can, when it first came out it was kind of designed towards COVID and now it's trying to kind of move off that and, and really push the the awards forward and be something exciting that people want to enter. And uh, aye. I love it. I've done it for three years now, so uh, I've quite enjoyed being on the committee. Were you were you vice chair last year? Yeah. Uh, they never had a vice chair last oh, year. They they chair and uh, I managed to nick in this year. Got you. Got you. Um, do, are you involved like sort of with, with like, I guess, the comedy side and the event side at all or not really? How do you mean? Well, I, I, you'll obviously be part of the event, but are you involved in the organising of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or when I go and do it. Uh, no, uh, not really. I, I no. prefer someone else to organise it and I just turn <laughs> up and uh, do my wee bit and go home. But you'll learn a lot from yeah. how that goes as well. Yeah, well, you work with people and you kind of learn. It's quite a lot of work in that. And, uh, no, I prefer to kind of be back a wee bit from that than now until I get yeah. there. Yeah, no, definitely. But, uh, I understand the young farmers and how it works. I'd rather kind of work when they means and and uh, help where I can. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And uh, I guess important for all of it. And and one person I really, well, not one, but it's, it's the only person that's not the case at all. But one discussion I really enjoyed having was was with you, Sky, about sort of the rules with GDPR and inclusivity and whatnot from from a from an ACYC perspective because you're working with someone that can be 14 and someone that can be 30, making sure that's sort of a, a cohesive unit that's a safe space for everyone and and that's really important. So could you tell us sort of a bit about the role of development and well-being in, in the organisation? Of course, yeah. Uh, so the Razzle Dazzle Committee, of course, the most exciting one. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, often, we often do get the title of sometimes we've kind of got the, the hard slog in the sense that it's lots of policy driven, it's lots of paperwork, it's lots of maybe being a bit of a fun sponge and taking away the fun for the, the junior members to an extent. 
Um, but I think for a long time there was a SYFC, the young members were getting to attend lots of things that you wouldn't be able to attend in the big bad world under the age of 18. Um, so we do lots of how can we get them involved, but how can we be safe while we're doing it? Um, so we are involved with writing the safeguarding policies, we've got behaviour policy, we've got all that kind of thing. Um, and if there's any issues or any sort of um, disclosures come forward from clubs or from secretaries or whatever, they know that they can come to us or they can send us a little email um, and we'll show them the kind of correct procedures and policies that we would follow in order to do anything that's maybe a bit untoward, which is the not so nice part, but the really nice part um, is that we get to help everyone. We get to help the secretaries, we get to help the clubs, the chairs. Um, and I think it's good for everybody to know that there's a place they can come to if things maybe aren't following the path that they would like them to. We're there with the paperwork and the documentation ready to sign on the dotted line. That's the, I get, well, yeah, it's absolutely so important. And it's, I I think the thing that I like, specifically speaking to just you and Abby, because it's only the two I've spoke to about it, is you, you say that it's maybe not the fun part, but I think you make it fun. You make it intriguing. You make folk actually, oh, well, this is actually interesting. I kind of want to have a chat about this. And, and you and I, had a chat for about two hours that night about it and it's um I think it's so important the thing I was just going to ask and maybe jump on there was if there's anyone listening that's in Young Farmers it's maybe a good thing to know is there you said about email is there an email that you can sort of get in touch and it's sort of like no one has to see it apart from the person that's getting that email in the committee that sort of thing is that how yeah, is that a thing so we all have our own kind of chair emails um, but for anyone who wanted to get in touch with me about anything kind of development wise or even if they're looking for a new training opportunity so I know I've kind of mentioned the, the doom and gloom side of things but also we're there to provide any and all training that members want access to and that doesn't have to be agriculture or young farmers related we are happy to go out on a wide search for anything that people really feel a, a need for think there's going to be an audience for um, so to get in touch with me it would be developmentchair at syfc.org um, and it would just it would come direct to me or if you're looking for advice if you want to go to Abby she'd be development vice chair at syfc.org and yeah all, all that comes straight to us and we would love to hear from people whether it be good stories of we've had this incident but this is how we handled it because we love to share good practice um, or whether it just be I really fancied getting some training in defibrillate I picked the hardest word there to say you did you did defibrillate I picked that word Later, <laughs> and we'd be like great let's get on it let's do it part of your region or part of your district so that's really good and another huge thing we do um, from our committee is we have got the are you okay campaign um, which it really focuses on mental health and well-being in the rural community and young farmers but also wider um, which is an excellent kind of campaign that's been started it's been going for a few years now um, and if you go on to the SEYFC website you can follow the link directly to it which um, gives you all the kind of information and signposting you might need for supporting mental health, which is a really, really good uh, campaign to be part of. No, it's brilliant. It's, it's one, I mean, I, I obviously was aware of young farmers, but I had nothing to do with it. And I was very much aware of it, even though I wasn't at all involved in young farmers. Okay. Um, yeah, exactly. That's it. Uh, and that you, you mentioned a really good point there. I, I don't know if this is me personally, or if this is a thing that I assume if I do it, other folk will. When I hear development and well-being, I jump solely to that mental health side. But that development side, like you said, training there um, is a massive part. Like there's so many opportunities in that sense as well, which is brilliant. Yeah, um, for us this year, we're really, really focusing on the training because every year we host like an office bearer training. Obviously, no one just knows how to be a chair. No one just <laughs> knows how to be a secretary. So we facilitate the office bearer training that happens every year, um, either just before the start of AGM season or just kind of as it's com uh, complete. 
And we're trying a lot of new things this year. So we're hoping, fingers crossed, if it all goes well, um, to implement all our training online and make it more engaging, more accessible, but also remembering that this is people's voluntary time. Like mm -hmm. they love these roles because they love their club or they love these roles because they love that sport, but maybe not necessarily because they want to sign up to four or five hours of training. <laughs> we want to make it accessible, engaging, and still get across all the points that we need it to get across. And we think a digital platform is going to be a really, really good and kind of new innovative way to do that. We know lots of other businesses and companies do that as well. So we're kind of picking and borrowing ideas um, and the committee are really branching out to see how, how we can do that for our members. No, brilliant. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. And it's, it's a thing that I think quite a lot of organisations could take from. I was really impressed when I saw what was going on in this side of things and, and that's a member-led sort of yes it's a business but you know member-led thing it's not like normal organizations if you will and i'm working with a lot of other organizations that i think take quite a lot from what's happening so no it's good to hear it's good to hear you said um you think you might have the sort of hardest paperwork based side of of things i would argue there's someone that might might dispute that and we're just about to speak I to her now. yeah <laughs> um we can't do any of this without money. And uh, like you said, Ali, to have us look at a set of accounts and whatnot was was something that you wanted to see. And and I'll be honest, that side of things, I'd like to think I'm all right with numbers and understand that side of things quite a bit. But I learned pretty quickly after uh, about 48 hours in Amy's company, well, not just Amy's company, all of our companies that weekend that I did not. So uh, yeah, Amy, could you tell us a bit about finance and, and the role you guys are playing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, as you just said, just like any other charity, ACYC Finance is kind of underpinning everything that we kind of do in a way. It's really important. And as a finance committee, we have really quite a large remit. Um, I look at that remit and I kind of see it in like two different areas. So first one being thinking of member support. Sky just touched on it. Is there any treasure training? Is there, you know, financial, if any clubs are struggling financially what support as a finance committee we can provide them so we kind of do kind of split up our remit in terms of that whole member-led what we can do for our members and at club level um the other side is as looking at the finances of SAYC as an organization so headline kind of remit it is safeguarding SAYC finance that is what we are aiming to do at our committee meetings um so that covers you know looking at our annual accounts, um, they're audited. As a committee, we approve the annual budget. Um, we review financials, like our management accounts, we've got cash flows. Um, so we've got various different things that we look at um, that are just staples on our finance uh, committee meeting agendas. Um, we also have, or part of our remit is looking at our income generation and strategy. Um, so SUFC, we have, various different income streams, whether that be membership fees and looking at what um, level we're going to set our membership fees for the coming year. Um, there's sponsorship opportunities and there's also fundraising side of things. Um, so this year, um, I've kind of set myself some chair's objectives and one of them is to look at some new fundraising uh, initiatives. So we've got coming up um, in July, we've got our SAYC cycling from A to B, which I'm glad to hear that Grant has signed up and I know Ali has too. So the three of us along with about 
15 of us all together will be setting off from Aviemore on the 20th of July and cycling over three days uh, down to Bigger Show. Um, and we'll be raising money for SUYFC and also the charity RSABI. So that'll be exciting. It's um, there many years ago, probably about eight years ago now, there was a cycling um, event that young farmers did and it was a big success. So we decided to kind of bring it back um, make it part of our fundraising initiatives, but also, you know, the members that get involved will really hopefully get a lot from it as well. Um, so really, really looking looking forward to that. that I mean, that's just brilliant. The <laughs> cycle sounds glass. How many have you got for that? Have you got an idea mm. numbers? Yeah, there's 15 of us all together. Cool. Um, so yeah, so we'll be, we'll be setting off on the 20th of July. So I need to, yeah, get my helmet on and get cycling. <laughs> <laughs> what distance is that out of interest? So altogether, it will be about 160 miles. That's um, so yes, over the three days. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. You have also just reminded me of something. <laughs> um, I, and we'll speak about this after the podcast, but I uh, was going to do a fundraiser for two places you've just mentioned, SUIC and RSABI. I've got RSABI yeah. involved. I've completely forgot to mention to you. So I should probably do that. And it's funnily enough <laughs> on the exact same date, but I'll have a chat with you, see if it's something you want to do um, after. Yep. Yeah, one one thing I absolutely love that your finance has been a thing in my job. Like, it's not something I see. Like my my sort of choices and my whatever. Yes, they have financial repercussions. Obviously, I just don't see them. And it was really interesting to sort of be part of that. Well, not personally, but hear what your discussions are that you're having. And uh, I did quite like when Lewis came into the the air show uh, tent and sort of stamped on the floor and said, just making sure this is worth the money. <laughs> That's like brilliant. Making every decision count. Um, there, is, there is two other committees left and I don't know what the best way to do this is, but we'll start with Agri and Rural Affairs. I think probably the best thing is to sort of put it out to people that have been involved. One thing I, I can sort of put in plug for Agri in Rural Affairs is their chair, John John McCulloch, is, uh, is looking at, and maybe by the time of release of this podcast, starting his own podcast now this is not something i'm scared to plug don't worry i'm not uh, angry at the competition or anything like that um wee bit john but it's fine uh no they're starting their own agri rural affairs podcast which is hopefully looking to, to bring folk from what i assume is just scottish agriculture but i don't know specifically so so check out check out i guess well not i guess the social media side of seyc for that and laura and i along with the team will make sure whenever that comes out that we're, we're pushing that um so yeah, more more food and farming content and that side of things. But I think Ali, were you the best to speak on this side of things? You've obviously been chair before, so uh, tell us a wee bit about what Agri and Rural do. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I would always say Agri and Rural Affairs is kind of like the political voice of young farmers, and um, we give our members a voice at. Um, so yeah. One of the big parts of it is um, lobbying with government and engaging with government on on policy, um, engaging with NFU Next Gen, um, NFU Scotland, and also other external um, stakeholder groups, such as um, we've got members that sit on government stakeholder groups. We've got members sit on um, like the QMS Red Meat Resilience Group. Um, so yeah, we're engaging. Um, with government and the industry to give to give young farmers a voice on 
or to hopefully shape the future of Scottish agriculture is where we see it. Um, and that's come a long way in the last few years. I think, um, you know, I think I've been on the committee five or six years now. Initially, it was a pretty hard slog um, trying to be heard, I suppose. Um, but now, yeah, you know, I think our, our, our voice carries a bit of weight. You know, and it, you know, we can say, you know, we've three and a half thousand members, and you know, we are representing those members. It's a big voice within Scottish agriculture, so it's it is it has got a bit of weight behind it now, and and they want to know what we've got to say, which is good, um, and it's good that we've managed to get to that point. But there's still there's still work to be done there. Um, other aspects of the Agri Affairs Committee. So, yeah, working with development and well-being on training. So, well, yeah, I've spoken about the accounts training, um, which is quite different from the accounts training or the sort of treasurer training you get within the office bearer. It's more sort of business-specific, farm-specific um, accounts training. Um, just as, yeah, it's slightly different. Same idea, looking at accounts, but, yeah, um, which is good. It's been it's been pretty well received over the last few years. Um, also got farm safety training, so working with the Farm Safety Foundation, Gail Wellies, as some people might know them. Um, set that up. What will that be? Two years ago, um, and I think we've had had over five hundred members being put through that, which is great. Um, we kind of saw a need for that at the time. Um, unfortunately, we lost a couple of members. Um, to farm accidents um, and it's when you look at the figures agriculture's um, or yeah the fatal accident rate within agriculture is horrific um, so we saw a need for that and if we can um, engage with our members at this age hopefully they can carry um, those lessons learned through their careers within agriculture um, also, another big training aspect of agri-affairs, which also ties in with a few other committees, is the Cultivating Leaders. So it's a sort of leadership programme that we run each year where you learn about how to run a business, agricultural businesses. You learn how you work with bank managers on how to put a business plan together. You speak to land agents, um, accountants. Um, it's a pretty good broad um broad range kind of training program which we run over three months uh, three different sessions two day sessions um, and at the end of that you get to have a few visits out the farm where you speak to speak to people that have been um, had enough field scholars um, pretty inspirational people um, and it's a great program um, and I've, yeah that's one I've been lucky enough to go through and a few others on um, the senior leadership team have as well um, I was going to say a lot going on with rural affairs, like just yeah, yeah um, and then yeah, also the kind of backbone of what we do is how we reach out to grassroots members, um, and that is the sort of on-farm visits that we organise. Um, so visits to different businesses. Um, each region has their own committee um, within the Agri Affairs Committee, and they organise uh, different visits to farms. Diff not not specifically farms, agricultural businesses, um, and also usually in the winter, um, some panel nights where you get 
um, pretty interesting and inspirational people along to um, give you an insight into how they've got to where they are within their career and how our members can, I suppose, relate to that and learn from them and take that back to their own careers, essentially. I'm laughing when you say panel nights with the inspirational people because there's two folk in this call, me being one, Jane being the other, that uh, sat on a panel once. And Jane, I don't mean to throw you under the bus, but I'm throwing myself under as well. I don't think those in attendance get much inspiration that night, that's for sure. I don't know, Wallace, you have a pretty, pretty successful podcast. I'm not saying what you're saying is incorrect, but what we spoke about was not good good stuff. (laughs) No, I was okay. I was all right. We won't mention on the podcast what you said, Jane. Um, Try and and save your position as as you are at the minute. But um, yeah, uh, the only one left, uh, thank you. Thank you for that, Ali. Appreciate that. The only one left, and I don't know, from what I understand, Jane and Ali are the best people to speak on this one. Maybe not. Jane, we're talking about her sister and almost herself, but uh, not fully happening. But uh, I've been involved somewhat. It's the international travel side of things, and that's that's one thing that I, I didn't realise just how much was done. Like, I mean, it's almost like a sort of like a step up to Nuffield is what it's like. I mean, it's quite it's a fantastic opportunity uh, and and a great thing to a great thing to get involved in. Just before we do that, one thing I meant to say was, Ali, when you were going through Agri and Rural Affairs there. Um, one thing that I think would be good to get, and this is again more for agri and rural affairs because you're not in it yourself now, but SRUC next gen would be a, a thing that I think you guys should be getting involved in. I'd never even considered it until now, so that's another thing to, to think about sort of looking at yep. the revamping of agricultural education in the country at a further and higher level. So, um, yeah, definitely, yeah, it'd be a good move. Um, there I'll try to put the, the right wheels in motion for that, but um, yeah. Jane, Ali, if any, if I've missed anyone that's done international travel or been involved in it, um, give us a wee recap on, or not recap, just a, a sort of overview of what that is. You're asking me to speak about something that I have never done. Yeah, but you almost did it. In fairness, you're very close. And it is a funny story. <laughs> um, so my only attempt so far um, into international travel was the Russia trip, which was a. Um, Yep, uh, cancelled by COVID and then I think the only trip not reorganised because you know Ukraine, um, World War III, um, yeah. Yeah, it is one of probably the most, it's probably the committee with the most exposure because I think everyone sees it and just thinks and rightly so mm. like oh my goodness like this is amazing like I would never get to go to half of these places. I think a lot of them as well, like going somewhere yourself. So SOFC runs a mixture of solo travel, homestays, large group trips. Ali didn't mention, I don't think you mentioned this, but there's the Agri Affairs trip as well that gets run. And sometimes we do short haul group trips. So there was actually a good one example of that would be the Agri one again last year, which was, um, the one that was at the Yorkshire show, am I right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this year, uh, we also have the ski trip uh, sometimes as well, which is a big one. It's very popular, uh, a hard one to get onto because there's such a large amount of people that want onto it. There's not enough spaces for everyone. So most of the trips, uh, just from saying about spaces, uh, there is a certain number that can go. Again, Agri and Rural Affairs is it's 16, maybe more than that. 
some 16, 17, 18, something. It depends on the trip. Um, so that's more of like a study tour. So this year they're going to Canada in July. Um, that's a very, very hard one to get on just because it's such a prestige. Ali, you, why will you let me speak about this when you've went on like three of them? I'm saying I'm about to get on and he's been on. Two. Oh, sorry. Two. Two. Um, so there's things like that. So I'll let Ali speak about the agri one first. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's, I'll be honest, it's probably the best thing I've done um, in Young Farmers. Um, I was pretty lucky back in 2018 to be selected um, on the group that went to California. So that was a yeah, two-week study tour. I think there was, what, 15 of us went to California. Um, yeah, looking at different agricultural businesses on the other side of the world, um, seeing what you can take back from that, learning about agriculture in a different part of the world. It's, yeah, you learn so much. It's, it's a pretty intense two weeks. You're on the move every day, um, sometimes two, three visits in a day. Um, it's pretty intense and you probably don't appreciate it at the time just because it's all go um, and you never really get a chance to reflect on it. But yeah, I think once you come home and you actually sit down and think about it, um, there's so much you can learn from these trips. Um, and then, yeah, just this past year or last year, um, again, very, very lucky that I got to go on a second one to Chile. Um, those 15 of us went there. And yeah, that was amazing. Um, I mean, that was a country that none of us probably knew very little about. Um, but I mean, the agriculture or the scale of agriculture over there was just amazing. And a very, very productive nation that markets itself well on an international stage. Um, and I think that's something Scottish agriculture can learn a lot from now that we're no longer part of the EU, we're going to have to market ourselves better if, you know, um, so we've got an outlook for our produce, basically. Um, and yeah, I mean, what you can, the access you get on these trips, I mean, you get you get to see part of businesses that you would never, if you were, if you just visited the country, you would never get to see that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably the best bit about the Agri Affairs trips. And we've been, I mean, in the past, what, 10 years, we've been to, you know, Canada next year, Chile, um, California, New Zealand, um, Argentina. Yeah, I mean, all over the world. And it's amazing what you can it's, achieve. It's really oversubscribed. So like, I, I can't even begin yeah. to explain the amount of people that apply just for this trip, never mind like the other ones. Like the process to even get an interview is so... Mm -hmm. It's so difficult. I mean, how difficult it can be when Ali's too. Who would know? Yeah, but he, he is a very a very skilled man, clearly, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's amazing what you can blag yourself into. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I forgot what I meant to say earlier. We also do a junior camp as well for right. junior members. Um, so, yeah, there is. So, like, the big trips this year... India. I'm bla I blank there. My, my sister is going on that trip. So, is um, it India, India, Canada, and Croatia? That's kind of the bigger group ones. Uh, there's also like there's a girl from Comoros Young Farmers who's just left on her solo trip to New Zealand. Um, right. Solo trips to Canada as well, like your long haul ones. And I think there's one to Canada as well. Um, 
I was going to say the exchanges are probably something that yeah. we're needing to have a bit more of a push on because there's a lot of opportunity for solo travel to other countries. You know, there's, I think there's three different states that you can go and exchange to in America. There's Canada, um, all over Europe, Switzerland, Austria, Norway, Ireland, um, Northern Ireland. There's homestays down, down South England and Wales. Um, also New Zealand and Australia on exchange. Um, there's a lot of opportunities for exchange and it's probably something that isn't, um, that the members don't take advantage of enough. Is uh, not the exchange, it'll be slightly different, but the sort of like long haul, the group tours, are they, are they just, are they like a sort of like a, a study tour, if you will, but you know, slightly different, is that how it's like run? Yeah, so the Agri Fairs ones every, so there's a sort of long haul one every second year. Yeah. Um, like California, Chile, it's every second year. Yeah. And on the in-between year, they'll probably do a, a, what we call a short haul. So, yeah, they went down to the Yorkshire show last year, the Royal Welsh two years ago. Um, we've had a few in Europe, which will, in terms of agri-affairs trips, that's still classed as a short haul. So I think they've been over to Agri-Technica um, parts of Germany for different things. Um and they're, they're maybe only maybe a week at most, um, but the long haul ones every second year are usually a two week study tour. I'm yeah. just I'm just thinking, and I think I said that at that SLT weekend where, and I, I think I think I said it to Mary, um, like Mary the Wish, uh, yep. that I have a good relationship with a study tour company called Learn International, and I don't know if there'd be like a thing we could do there that could almost put a lot of the admin off us. Yeah. Um, but that, that's a discussion for another day. But uh, Tier, it's been class to sort of get almost everyone sat down and have a bit of a chat uh, and go through, let's see if I can do it without looking, development and wellbeing, comms and marketing, competitions and events, agri and rural affairs, finance, and I've done it again, there's one, there's one, there's one. What did I forget? Who did I forget? Who did I forget? International. Yeah, the one we just spoke about for 20 minutes. <laughs> Oh dear, that's embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I'm conscious that it is currently 13 minutes to 10. It's probably still 48 degrees. Um, a jumper on. Yeah. I am. Um, I don't know why I put a jumper on. You know, you could have turned your camera off for two my, seconds and no, put a t-shirt on. My doors, my windows were open, but the noise was really bad. So I was like, I'll oh, just close them. Then I sat down and I was like, we started and I was like, oh my God, like it is so warm in this house. It's like a greenhouse because I've got big, massive windows. It's like a well, I mean, I feel like I can see my reflection on my forehead at the minute. Like, yeah. I just feel like a bloody baked potato. It's not good. It is awfully toasty. Do you know, I got in my car today and the temperature yeah. for it, as always, is in the car. And it's mm -hmm. very accurate because I've tested it. It was 42. Now, windows down, drove exactly at 60 miles an hour, of course. And then it came down to 30. But, oh, my God, it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. But there's, I'm going to... One or two sentences of a question for each of you, well, two questions for everyone, and then I've got one question to end off for Ali and Jane. I'm quite interested to hear the answer to as well. Um, but the, the two questions I'm going to ask everyone uh, is, one, where do you, as you yourself, not ACYFC, you yourself, see yourself in five years? And the second one is, if you had to explain ACYFC to someone in two sentences or less, how would you do it? And I'm going to start with, who's never had the opportunity first? 
Has anyone been? I think everyone has been first now. It's Sky, I don't know if you've been first. On you go, you can have a shot first. <laughs> okay, uh, first one was where did I see myself personally in five years' time? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, definitely still kicking around young farmers for sure. Um, I'm only 24, so I won't be 29. So hopefully I'll still be involved, competing, doing things, hopefully still in concerts and talent spots because I don't see me leaving that anytime soon. <laughs> um, I would like to find myself settled um, in a permanent teaching job somewhere fairly close to home and yeah just spending lots of time with my lovely nephew and the rest of my family and who knows 29's a long time away Callum's listening over in the background so I'll not tell him what I'm thinking about that we've <laughs> <laughs> been together five years already you're getting my drift Wallace <laughs> yes of course buying a new boat together um, of course of course <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, other yeah. One. Uh, I've forgotten now. Yeah, explaining SAYFC in two sentences or less. Let's go. Let's make it really neat. Okay. Um, the opportunities are what you make of them. You have to just get stuck in and go for it. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Are you the youngest in this call, Sky? Uh, could be, Laura. Yeah. Yeah, you bet me. I'm 25 now. <laughs> what age are you, Grant? I think you're the only person that, what age I don't know. 27. Ah, so it's, it was a humble flex to say she's still in her 20s in five years then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's fine. See how it is. Um, uh, <laughs> I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2Cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, The Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. Uh, Grant, since you just unmuted, what, uh, what about yourself? So five years and uh, yeah, a, a very quick description, SAYFC. Uh, well, five years, I'll probably I, I'll definitely be out of young farmers by then. Um, That's going to be older answers. <laughs> uh, I know. Um, I probably, well, quite involved at home in the farm, but probably even more involved. I went on as a partner in the business this year, so it's probably just learning that over the next uh, while and hopefully developing and taking my own path on the farm a wee bit. Um, we've still got grandpa at home, so we're still waiting on him to retire and then maybe I can move up to there, but I don't think that'll happen anytime soon. Um, yeah, so no, I just keep developing in life and settling more. Um, and what's two sentences to describe young farmers probably mental crazy insane but take every opportunity that comes and don't pass anything up because there's probably things I didn't do in my time and I just wish I'd done probably more and I felt I'd done quite a lot as it is brilliant brilliant good stuff Laura oh five years time I'll just be coming to the end of my young farmers which is very sad um, that'll be a very, very sad day. <laughs> I'm a bit like Jane, I'll need to find something else to get involved in because Young Farmers is sort of my life. <laughs> um, but similar to Sky with my teaching, that's, um, I absolutely love my job. I'm one of these people that's really lucky to wake up and really look forward to going into my work. So I'm looking forward to just keeping that going hopefully get a permanent job in um, the next few years um, locally as well and some people might think I'm daft for saying this but still staying at the most southern point in Scotland because I love it <laughs> and I can't really see myself being anywhere else um, so still being here um, and 
your other one, Young Farmers, probably it's very special memories that you'll you'll never forget, but you'll always look back on. And yeah, there is really something for everyone. Just give it a go. You'll you'll not regret it. Brilliant. Again, it's it's all good. You should, you should, Jane, you should be writing these down and pop them in the banners. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Oh, are you actually writing them down? You're a psychopath. You work way too hard. Uh, that's amazing. In fairness, you'd be proud of me. I have almost finished a notepad. I've got one. I've got one page left. That is all full of podcasts. I'm actually, I actually, am impressed. This was a gift. This book um, from my friend Scott, who actually works for these people, but I'll not. That's I don't know if that's him. You're allowed to say Cars Billington. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. So uh, I stole it from a Highland show last year, and that's coming to the end as well. But it's like my lifeline. I can't function without this notebook. You're on commission, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a new notebook for one. I've only got a couple of pages left, I just need a new one. Cars, if you're listening, you can either sponsor the R2 cast or the national chair of Young Farmers. Um, Amy. Yeah, so where do I see myself in five years' time? So I'm feeling a little bit old because I turned 29 on Saturday. <laughs> So I'm like clinging on to my 20s. So <laughs> in five years time, I'll be 34. Um, so yeah, I always think when I think of these things, I just want to be happy, just content with life. Um, I'll be yeah feeling really sad that I'm no longer allowed to be a you know competitive member in Young Farmers, but I feel like I'll maybe be a coach of some sort. I feel like I'll still be trying to... <laughs> get my way in somehow um I'm really enjoying just when everyone's talking about their work I'm enjoying my job at the moment so I feel like I just want to get stuck in as I mentioned I've only been there two months so far so I feel like in five years time yeah I just want to be building on my knowledge of all things business advisory really um and then in terms of explaining SAYC I would say just yeah or just say yes to everything that would be my advice um don't be afraid to get out your comfort zone. And as everyone else has said, you know, I think there's so many different opportunities. So if you've got an interest in anything, I feel like farming or non-farming, SAYC probably has a competition or something anyway organised that you could go along to. So, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It absolutely does. No. Good. Um, Ali? Um five years time I'll be 31 so officially an old farmer um isn't isn't like 49 a young farmer <laughs> oh I've got a wee while to go then <laughs> <laughs> um yeah five years time probably similar to Grant um yeah I suppose in the next five years just taking on a bit more responsibility at home um letting making a yeah, allowing dad. I suppose the next couple of years will be pretty busy. Um, yeah, mum and dad will be, will be pretty good uh, support for me. So allowing them to have a bit more time off and a bit more holiday would be good. Um, yeah, not really sure what else. <clears throat> suppose I'll have a bit more time. If I'm not in Young Farmers, I might be able to play a bit of rugby again if my knee holds up. Um, yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Hey, young farmers in two sentences. I don't know what Jane's hinting at there. 
Um, I want to hear you say it. Five years. There must be more. Oh, we'll see what happens. One alley, we're all one alley, we're all listening. Five years is a long time. <laughs> we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ali, yeah. you're allowed to tell everyone you want to buy a boat as well. It's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I've got a boat. <laughs> um, yeah, young farmers in two sentences. Um, I would say going along to my first new members night was probably the best decision I've ever made. Um, and yeah, everything you gain from young farmers. You'll reference it throughout your entire life, I would imagine. Um, yeah, that's more than two sentences, but yeah, it shaped me. It shaped me as a person. Basically. I think that was exactly two sentences. I think that was perfect. I thought maybe I'm counting poorly, but um, I think yeah. you're spot. <laughs> um, and last, but maybe in some ways most, Jane Strawhorn. Um. Well, I'll be officially retired from Young Farmers. So that will be something to, no, I'm not trying to linger on it too much. I'll just take it as it comes, see how this goes, not just try not think about it too much because I'll be 28 next month. So there's that. I was going to say, Jane, you're not 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I've got this wrong here. Uh, I wish. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know, the next five years, probably focus on my career again probably for the first time since I don't want to say 14 but like probably just focus on my career seeing what else I can do with that um maybe go back to uni I don't know see just see I'm not stressing about it too much like I've got I have achieved a lot like I own like I've got my flat like I don't know just see what happens just see what happens and uh young farmers in two sentences Oh God, um, probably, and this is probably going to sound more like advice and Wallace, you've heard this before, um, but, and it's, yeah, I'm just going to go down more of the advice and anything is don't rush anything, go to what you want to go to, enjoy it while you can because it goes by so quickly. In one minute you're 14, walking through the front doors of whatever village hall, your new members night is in and the next thing you're walking into the national AGM and you're being voted on as national chair and it's gone and it's like where did the last 14 years of my life go so just enjoy it live in the moment do the silly things that you want to do have as much fun as you can and if you want to do other stuff at the end of that regional national whatever then do it but don't be pressuring yourself it's fine just relax love it and that's the person and what about you? Part of the top team, your part. Was. What would yours be? Do you know, Sky, I thought when I filmed this, you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. You don't get to just sit there and quiz us. That's not how it works. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure by definition that's the rule here. Uh, yeah, so I'll be same as Ali, 31. Uh, Oh, well, my, my, my goal for some time has been in academia and it not be my primary income source. So that's probably where I'd love to do career-wise. I had a very boring linear career where I went straight to quite a good job and didn't really focus on any other things, hence why I've never done Young Farmers till now. Um, so I'd, 
I'm at the stage now, I was actually kind of just looking to turn up at an airport in the next couple of weeks and just see what was at the top of the list and go somewhere. Uh, so see about the world, in fairness, see what's happening, um, because I haven't done that at all. And I have neglected a lot of friends and family over the last few years to try to get to where I am, so see about them as well. Young farmers, um, I'm, I'm very much a weird, this isn't one of my sentences, I'm very much a weird example because I joined literally 13 months ago, but uh, as someone who was established, young farmers were still able to offer me various opportunities um, and is still uh, offering as I'm only a month into a national vice chairship. So um, yeah, brilliant, love it. I hate talking on this. That's weird. That was strange. I didn't enjoy that. Sky, do you want to be a co-host? <laughs> I think we'd make quite a good double act, Wallace. Oh, I think that'd be class. That'd be good stuff. Yeah. There's got to be a name there. It's got the, the Sky and Aaron connection. Nope. That's, um, this is not, I, I can't another think. Of it. Yeah, probably a good time one for another time. There was one question I, I said at the start, well, not at the start, about halfway through that I was going to ask Ali and Jane. On this call, you've had seven of what I believe is 17. Nessie, I'll tell you if I'm on the maths right there. Six times two plus three plus two, which I think is what it is. Um, have have they done a good job? Oh, they always do a good job. <sighs> they always do a good job. But this is what I was going on about earlier. Like, everyone who's on these committees wants to be here. And you know, you, you get that from, like, you sit in a room with people, there's a big difference from sitting in a room with people who want to be there and people who don't want to be there. And like, you've noticed this yourself, like even the weekend that we, like our first training weekend we were on, you just knew that every single person there wanted to be there because they are passionate. And the thing is as well, I know I was going on earlier about how like Sky's passion, for example, is development and wellbeing, but that doesn't mean she can't contribute to a discussion about competitions or international or agri, same with everyone else that sits on this committee. Like everyone is so passionate about SEYFC and not just in their own remit of whatever committee they sit on, they're always able to see the bigger picture. They will always do what's best for the organization, not just their own committee. And you just feel, you feel it when you're working with them. Like you know that they love what they're doing and it makes it, it makes my job easier because it's, there's nothing worse than having to like pull someone out of not like if they got their head in the sand because they're like oh I'm not actually that fussed about doing whatever whereas everyone on here and everyone else that's not on here the vices the um Colin and Jillian and Sally and their vices like they all want to be there and it just it radiates whenever they're doing anything and it's so easy they make it they make my job so easy Ali doesn't make my job he makes my life miserable so close to getting a compliment but yeah you know I was just about to say on that tear-jerking final note, and then you said about Ali, that's that just ruined Alan, that again. Alan, eh, Ali and Colin. Alan. So, yeah. Ali, would you like to add to that? How, how I tell you what, the only person that hasn't been spoken for is Jane. Well, before I pick her, pick her up any more than she already gets. Um, no, I, I just on the senior leadership team this year, I think we've got a very good group. Um, and I think, I think we work very well together. We all get on really well, um, which makes everyone's job a lot easier. And, and how each committee works together um, has improved a lot since the restructure. 
you know, in the in what two years, the improvement in the communication and how each committee is working together has been massive. You know, the training that the Development and Wellbeing Committee organise isn't successful without the comms and marketing team promoting it. Competition and events don't run well without the budgets from finance allowing them to run. Um, you know, we all work well and allow every opportunity for grassroots members, um, which is great. You know, do you know, um, just, I know you're about to say one more thing, but you just done the wool in a speech. Now, only the people on this call are going to understand what I mean. And I think only Sky's got it so far, in fairness. Um, has anyone else? Yeah, Amy's got it. Amy's got it. Laura and Grant might not. I don't think Ali and Jane have got this yet. That. Have you not? The wool. Oh, yes. I've got it now. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, so yeah, if you're yeah. listening to this podcast and you want to be part of that elusive joke, you have to join Young Farmers. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically the wool. Um, and if and if one committee is not working well, the rest the rest suffer. So we all, you know, and I think we've got a good balance this year, um, which is good. And um, we've got a good a good leader to keep us all in line. It, it does feel uncomfortable being nice to her because she's always nasty to us. Like so that's strange. That's like, true. Uh, when she was talking that about those voice, when she was talking about those voice notes, it's just abuse down the phone. <laughs> it's, it's, you don't then, listen to me in meetings, and I have to explain myself again by way of voice note. <laughs> you're not listening to me, Jane. I hadn't seen you in three weeks at the Highland Showground last month. I said, "Hi, Jane. How are you?" And you said, "Don't talk to me." That was all that had happened. It's Highland Show Month. I'm sorry. Okay. Speak to me on the Monday after Highland Show and I'll be the nicest person you've ever met in your life. I would dispute on the Monday you'll be there, but maybe soon after. Uh, yeah, no, here. Thank you all for coming on. This is currently three minutes away from being the longest R2 cast out of the first 113. Um, so I do apologise how long, much of your time I've taken this evening. This is the second plus hour and a half podcast I've filmed in the last three and a half hours. Um, so it's been good fun. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed coming on. Um, it's been quite cool to hear. Well, I guess like I know what's happening, but it's also still quite cool to hear sort of just deep opinions of what, what we're sort of thinking. Um, if you have been listening and you're not part of Young Farmers, you think, oh, maybe that's for me. Or maybe you're listening and you are part of Young Farmers and you're wanting to get uh, move up the ladder a wee bit and get involved at national level and, and get involved in making a lot of large, large based decisions, then maybe something is for you. Maybe come and have a chat with one of us at Highland, which will be starting in two days at the point of release of this podcast. Um, come and see us, see what's happening. Maybe you want to get involved. The last episode, as I said, was with Josh, a chef, uh, talking about Michelin stars and all that sort of things that I did not understand. Uh, an upcoming episode will be, I think I said at the start, it would be Sophie Bell, which I think is actually wrong. I think it will be Ed Martin, who's a, a dairy farmer in Dumfrieshire, um, and he's also the co-host on my secondary podcast series. So we'll see you for that. Hopefully we'll see you at the Highland Show um, when I am sober, because that's what I'll be the whole time, uh, and maybe throughout, more throughout the summer. Uh, Keep checking on the R2 casts and thank you all for coming on. Appreciate your time. We'll see you all later. I hope you've enjoyed another excellent episode of the R2 cast. I just want to take this moment to quickly thank our primary sponsors once more, Aplan Rural. If you follow Aplan on social media, you'll see the work they're doing to really promote British farming 
and back our industry. It's been a pleasure working alongside A-Plan Rural so far and long may it continue. The values of A-Plan Rural runs perfectly in line with the whole mantra of Rural to Kitchen and I'm glad to have them on board. Check them out on Instagram at A-Plan Rural and on Facebook at A-Plan Rural Insurance. See you for the next podcast.